Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along on the Sunday morning, 9-11, where we remember the tragedy of 21 years ago and those who lost their lives at that time. We pray for their families and the sadness they still have. But today, on Sunday mornings, we also like to talk about a hymn, a particular hymn that either we have sung in the past or continue. Hymn writers put it into words things that we wish we could say. That's what I love about music. God has gifted people to communicate things that I know I wish I could say. I'll bet you wish you could too. And the one we want to talk about this morning, In Christ Alone, is a contemporary hymn. It was actually written in 2002 by Peter Townend and Keith Getty. And so you would think that this has some of that beauty and majesty of some of the classical, traditional hymns that were have lasted two, three hundred years. But actually, this is a 21st century hymn, and it's beautiful. But it's also, believe it or not, controversial. That's right. There's some there's a Christians that won't sing this the way it's written, and I'll show you why here in just a minute. So let's go ahead and get right to in Christ alone. And we, we read the verses and we talk about what it means. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, what fears are stilled, what striving cease my comforter, my all in all. Here in the love of Christ, I stand. Well, hopefully that's not controversial, where he talks here that simply tells us that Christ is the one that can meet the deepest needs of the human soul. He's our strength in times of loneliness, in times of drought, shall we say, or the fiercest storm. He's our rock. He's our anchor. In times when we need peace, he's there. In times when we feel stressed, he's there. In times when we feel like we're striving and we need to learn how to rest, our hope is found in Jesus Christ and him alone. Amen? Verse 2, in Christ alone who took on flesh. By the way, now we get into these. this actually is a song where they wanted to write it, uh, Peter Townend wanted to write about the uh, a cla- what originally happened, Keith Getty had written the 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 uh, the sound, the mute, the melody, and Peter Townend said, "Boy, he wanted to. It was so beautiful. He wanted to have a stately, majestic song that captured the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ." Here we go on that in chapter in, in uh, stanza two. In Christ alone, who took on flesh, fullness of God, in helpless babe. This gift of love and righteousness scorned by the ones he came to save. Till on that cross, as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied, for every sin on him was laid. Here in the death of Christ, I live. Now this is the controversial stanza. There have been some Christians on the more liberal side of things who wanted this uh, change from the wrath 
till on the cross, as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied. They wanted the words changed to this. Till on that cross, as Jesus died, the love of God was magnified. That's interesting. That's true. The love of God was magnified on the cross, but the writers of the hymn, they wanted to point out the substitutionary death of Jesus Christ, that the wrath of God, the judgment of God was satisfied on the cross. Brothers and sisters, this is our hope. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, have we not? And what and, and how is the legal wrath of God, the judgment of God, the punishment of God that is promised upon all sin, how has that been satisfied? Or in the words of, or in the language of 1 John 2, 1 and 2, the propitiation, the full satisfaction for our sins. How is that done? Through the death of Jesus Christ. Sure enough, the love of God is demonstrated by Romans 5, 8, by this, but God demonstrates his own love for us in that while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us, but certainly also the wrath of God. How interesting. And some people just don't like to talk about that. You know what I found? Some of the things that we get the biggest pushback for and that people are most upset about that we say might just be the most important things to say. In my, in my worldview, there is an enemy. There is a spiritual enemy, a, a, a devil, an adversary. And he's always trying, he's a deceitful adversary. He's always trying to deceive us and to trick us into being ineffective and unfruitful for God. And sometimes I just wonder if the things we get the biggest pushback on might not be the most important things to talk about. And so here we go. Here we go. We're going to leave this line in. This is in our hymn. On that cross as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied. But I also think I'm also often touched by the verse right above. The words, scorned, the gift of love and righteousness, scorned by the ones he came to save. You know, on campus, uh, students always often want to contend with me that God loves them. And I agree, God loves them. The question is, do we love him? The question isn't, does God love us? We know he does. The question is, do we love him? And indeed, so often, humanity has scorned the love of God, the one who gave us such a gift of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Indeed, when they came to earth, when Jesus came to earth, what did they do with him? They killed him. They didn't want anything to do with him. They rejected him. And he died, scorned by the ones he came to save. Sometimes I read that, I think, I, I see people scorning him every day, and I think, I did too. And so so gracious of our God, so we have served a merciful God who overlooks our sin as we come to Jesus Christ. What a wonderful God. Verse 3, there in the ground his body lay, light of the world by darkness slain. Then bursting forth in glorious day, up from the grave he rose again. And as he stands in victory, sin's curse has lost its grip on me, for I am his and he is mine, bought with the precious blood of Christ. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? 
As he rose from the dead, he gives, he not only gained a victory, he gives us a victory. He broke the curse of sin. Brothers and sisters, don't you, you and I have been freed from this curse. We have been forgiven and we walk in newness of life. We are new creatures in Christ. Indeed, it's important what you believe. It's important what you believe. Now, we still live in this fallen world. Sure, we're still going to die someday. We still, you know, cultivate the field or do our living by the sweat of our brow. Women still have pain in childbirth. All of these physical things remain. But the curse of condemnation, Romans 8.1, there's now no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. The, the power of sin has been broken. The penalty of sin has been broken. And we walk in this newness of life. Isn't that awesome? Thank you for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Final verse, no guilt in life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me. From life's first cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny and yours too. Amen. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns or calls me home. Here in the power of Christ, I'll stand. Brothers and sisters, this is our hope. This is our affirmation. This is our claim. This is our statement of faith. Nothing can pluck us out of his hand. He says in John 10, the Father is greater than all. We're in his hand, and the Father is greater than all. No one can snatch us out of his hand, and they can't. And if you're in Christ, know that today. You may have a spiritual adversary, but you can stand strong and firm against him because you're on God's side and God's on your side. He's got your back. You have an enemy, but the one who's got your back is the almighty God. And so today, don't walk in guilt. Christ has taken it all away. The blood of Christ has cleansed you. Don't walk in fear. Christ has given us a hope, a final hope for our future. Let the power of Christ dwell in you today. Amen. What a great song in Christ Alone by Peter Townen and and, um, Keith Getty. I hope you sing it in your church. If not, find it on YouTube. Sing it yourself. It's an inspiring song. It's one of those, I was at a funeral yesterday. We sang it there. It's one of those I want sung when my day comes to. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you and bless you today. What an awesome God you are. And Father, what an awesome Savior you've sent us in Jesus Christ. We thank you that sure enough, Till on the cross as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied and the love of God was magnified. We believe them both to be true. And we thank you today, the wrath of God. And Father, we confess we'd be under it. We would have been under it for our sin, for our life, for our choices, our rebellion. But it's been, we've been cleansed by the blood of Christ. No guilt in life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me. Thank you, Father, that you don't only give us a legal forgiveness through the blood of Christ, but you give us an emotional freedom and a victory. Oh, I pray today, Father, for every one of us to experience, not just in our beliefs, but in our experience, this freedom and joy and victory. We know we have an adversary who's strong 
and he wants to he wants to take us down. He wants to discourage us. He wants to pile upon us accusation. This is the way he is. Help us today to focus on our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, you did all that needed to be done. You completed it. You finished your task. We've entered into your life. I pray today that nothing would snatch away our joy. You gave it to us. Don't We don't want anyone to take it away. We love you, Lord. We give you this day. We look forward to worshiping you today in our churches, in our music, in our song, and learning and growing. We love you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. I, I love that song. I'm fired up, as you can tell. Might the Lord bless you today. We come here every day. This is a daily YouTube that we do. Every morning, live, if I'm available, unless I'm not traveling or something. I'll be traveling tomorrow to Iowa, so tomorrow will be pre-recorded. But you can join us live, basically, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time every single day. Or you can watch later in the day or even listen to the the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. I hope you invite your friends, even today at church. Tell someone that you get edified all week long by listening to this uh, podcast or watching the video. Invite them to just search Tom the Preacher online. If you search that, you'll find my website, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, podcast. You find it all. Just search Tom the Preacher. So I hope you subscribe, join our community, make a commitment, be here with us regularly. You won't regret it. You won't regret it. You make a commitment, be here 15 minutes a day regularly. You won't regret it. Your life will change. So until we meet tomorrow, might God bless you, strengthen you, encourage you, fill you with grace and love and peace, strength. In Christ alone, we've got it all. Amen. God bless you. Love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.